Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're going to be talking about Christmas and Central Park by Joanna Shoup. So this is a novella in one in a sort of recently released compilation. It's actually really hard to determine whether or not this was a recent release or not. I mean, either way, it's recent. It's recent-ish. Basically, it was released in one compendium. I mean, anthology last year. In 2018. And then in a different anthology this year for Christmas 2019. Yes, but when we say a different anthology, it's actually the same exact anthology with the same exact title. It just is listed under a different author. Oh, yes. weird. So what compendium are we talking about? How the Duke Stole Christmas. Um, so it was published in either 2018 or 2019. <laughs> um, and this was reviewed by the Boobies and Newbies podcast last year. Yeah, so we totally thought, oh, great. This is a new release in fall 2019. This will be perfect for, tw for our December 12th podcast of Christmas. But FYI, it's not all that new. So the like theme that intertwines all of the novellas in this anthology together is shortbread cookies. Okay, so there's shortbread cookies and there's also Dukes, as you could guess from the title, which is How the Dukes Stole Christmas. Right. But the first three novellas are about a Brit the, the Duke of British aristocracy. And this last one is in Gilded Age New York and his name is Duke. <laughs> Duke Havemeyer. Sure. And that's what this one's about. Yes. This is the last one that takes place in Gilded Age New York. So without further ado, the summary. Mrs. Rose Walker pens a popular advice slash recipe column. No one knows Rose can't even boil water. When her boss, Duke Havermeyer, insists she hosts a Christmas party, Rose must find a husband, an empty mansion, and a cook. But Rose fears her plan is failing. Especially when Duke's attentions make her want to step under the mistletoe with him. Okay. <laughs> so for our, uh, whatever. I mean, yeah. that's, what's, that's what this happens. This is what happens. That's All what right. happens. She's writing an advice column under the name Mrs. Rose Walker. They, oh, it's just actually, Mrs. Walker. It's Mrs. not Walker. Mrs. That's Rose true. Walker. That's true. So, there, so I thought this was kind of funny, is that there was recently a scandal in that Duke published some fake news, some news that was not substantiated, and he, now he's in damage control. So he like fired the person who published it, he fired the editor of the person who published it, and now he's doing some PR, and he thinks, I know, I'll get my most popular advice columnist to host a Christmas party. Yeah, and the reason she feels uncomfortable telling him that she's a fraud in terms of not actually being the elderly society matron she presents herself as is because given that he's currently dealing with one scandal of lies, she doesn't think he'll take very kindly to finding out that the advice column is also scandalous. Yeah. That said, plenty of advice columns in newspapers are written by several different people and exactly. were back then. So it's like, exactly. we don't That's, expect them to actually be a real person. Yes, I, w I, w I was wondering, I, because I, obviously the one advice columnist you think of right off the bat is Dear Abby. Or Ask Anne Heloise. Right. And that's that, that was not, they were not Anne Heloise or, or Abby. Like right. That wasn't even their name. There were several different people who yeah. wrote under that nom de plume. And Sometimes still even right. at the same time. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if that was 
I, I can't speak historically to how weird yeah. it would have been at the time if it was normal for them to be actual people who made appearances and all of that stuff. But it just it struck it it struck me as very odd. Yeah. That the expectation was Mrs. Walker was really Mrs. Yeah. Walker. Well, and also to me, she's the most popular advice colonist in the city, apparently. So she has a little bit of leverage here. She can just go to him and if he says, Well, I'm gonna fire you because you're not you're not who you said you were. She can say, okay, fine, I'll take this column to your nearest competitor. Well, and they say that she doesn't own Mrs. Walker. Actually, the paper does. But if his whole plan is to replace her with somebody else to write the column, it's the same. It's a different. Exactly. Like, I just, I really didn't understand. I didn't what get the conflict. Yeah, yeah. With this at all. Well, and it was his solution was to continue to perpetuate a fake identity. Well, and it wasn't him who had the problem with it necessarily. It was her, really, because she feels that she can't come clean with him. Right, but I think she's right in assuming he'd react negatively. Maybe. Based on his behavior in the book. Well, yes, but that's... Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, so random number generator gave us three. I will say that we didn't generate a random number between 1 and 50 for the novellas, so they're novellas. We generated a number between 1 and 25. I think that's completely legit. And also, this is the first time I'm hearing that. Good idea, Meg. Thanks, (laughs) Lane. All right, so what is your three-word summary? Here's mine. Advice for Christmas. And mine is, Heloise gets laid. Nice. I mean, that's, again, this is what happens, so. <laughs> so. Okay. There's a lot of tropes. Yeah, we've got the mistaken identity. Or, I mean, not quite mistaken. But fake she, identity. Yeah, like yeah. fake identity. Yeah. But I feel like it plays a little bit into the mistaken identity because. Yeah. He makes assumptions about her. Exactly. And then she like tries to live up to them. Right. Um, she's a girl reporter. Yeah. He's married to the job. It's the most important thing to him. And and the reason he's so married to the job is because of his daddy issues. That's right. Yeah. So of this compendium, I will have to say this was my least favorite of the four novellas. I've only read two of them so far, but this is my least favorite of the two I've read. Yeah. I did like that it happened in Gilded Age, New York City, but I will say that I thought Striking Romance did a little better, so... I mean, really, Gilded Age New York City was just, it, it wasn't integral to the plot, really, other no. than, like, the fact that she was a woman and having to make it was hard. Yeah, but that's, but, yeah, anywhere. Have you ever read anything else by Joanna Shute? I haven't, but I, I guess she's written quite a few Gilded Age romances, okay. so I would be interested in reading more just to see what they're like. Yeah. I, I don't know if this, uh, hopefully this is not her best effort, because if it is, I would not want to read more, but... Well, I also made the comment, and I'm skipping way ahead in my notes here, but I actually thought this didn't really work as a novella. Mm-hmm. Like, she had a lot of moving parts and a lot going on, and some things sort of felt like they got glossed over or not addressed yeah. because there wasn't enough space. Yeah. And I almost wonder if the conflicts that upset me, like the lying and all of that, would have been better addressed with more words yeah maybe there so it is interesting because i we've talked before about how i think we both enjoy reading novellas because it's a little it's pretty quick it's kind of fun and you get to the sex really fast most of the time but there are definitely some that i've read and i've thought well this would 
benefit from a novel treatment? And I, this, I'm on the fence because I didn't love it. And yeah. usually when I, re, when I want the novel treatment is when I really liked something and would have wanted to see it fleshed out. Yeah. But I just wonder if some of the like really quick conflict and misunderstanding yeah. stuff would have worked better with time to work through the issues independently. Yeah. Uh, for me, I needed a reason, a better reason for why she lied. Mm-hmm. Because this is not just a, this is not just a, hey, I'm Mrs. Walker. Right. This is, I'm Mrs. Walker. And then she, she basically, I don't want to say, I don't know what the word is, but she, she definitely trespasses uh, and uses a, an empty townhouse to perpetrate her fraud. Yes. So it's like identity theft of a fake person. So it's not identity theft. Right. It's fraud. And it, it was also, it was an interesting plan all around. Yeah. Um, okay, so it, that's, the, that's the hardest part is like, He's obviously upset at the newspaper's lack of trustworthiness right now. Yes. That's why she feels like she can't come clean. But the number of lies she tells and is it's, absurd. I, I can see maybe she was going for one of the, like almost a farce, where yeah. one lie leads to another, leads to the next, leads to the next. And then there's a, the house of cards falls down at the end. Then it's really funny. Ha ha ha. But instead of playing it for laughs, it's played for angst. Right. And that was also difficult. I also, I'm sorry. I have a really hard time believing that a lower class woman in 1920s New York can't boil water. Yeah. Yeah. Like her ineptitude is, she's extremely inept. She can't cook anything. So it seems like basically her only talents are writing right. and research right. because she does a lot of really good research to figure out what to write these columns about. And she writes in a way that's very accessible and it's like good at making people feel comfortable and yeah. presenting information well. Cool, cool, cool. That's a real skill set. But like she literally seems like she would drown. Yeah. On, in air somehow yeah. if her mother was not there taking care of her yeah. and that's just not something I admire in a heroine yeah I mean for me what I would have done is I wish that at the beginning she had come out with the truth and that made and made him complicit in all of the lies to me that would have tweaked it just enough that I think I would have enjoyed it so like he's playing along and mm. he's got to do it too so they're on the same side I think that would have made it better for sure. Yeah, because that for and we've talked about this before. I one of the things I dislike about a romance is when they're on they're somehow enemies. They're on opposite sides from each other. They have to outsmart each other, outwit each other, or something. And I, I just don't I don't love it. I, also, I like it when they're working together to achieve something. Honestly, if she found a way to legitimately use a house, mm-hmm. I think that would have gone a long way because the yeah. fact that they're trespassing does end up being like the major conflict yeah. in a way. And I think if she just had a friend who had an employer say, you can use it, yeah, that would have been fine because you knew that was going to come back to bite her in a really obvious way and it was right. just really boring. Yeah. I don't know. It was. Did you find anything offensive about this novella? I mean, for me, the, the most, so I didn't like, I didn't love the lies, but I wasn't offended by them. The right. one thing that I also did not like was that she, when he, she, is that the sex happens while she's still lying to him. I don't like it when they engage, when they engage in, in physical intimacy without coming clean to each other. Yeah. And not only that, he thinks she's married. So he thinks that he's committing adultery with her. That was... I didn't love the way gender roles in marriage were dealt with, especially because there ended up being an infidelity plot, even if it was a fake one. Yes. 
So that was probably the closest thing to offending me. However, I would say the writing also offended me. <laughs> there are several points in the book where the tense is just wrong. Yeah. Like, this is coming from Lane, guys. I, I've had that in my notes even. I'm like, Lane caught this. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm the one going, why are you using, like, the future yeah. approach and not... I don't know what that's called in English. Why are you using cl- close future when you mean to be using, like, past or conditional? Yeah. It was just very, very weird. So if I'm catching that sort of stuff, you're bad at it. Get an editor. Yeah. So um, I, I think that that is also one of the things that a lot of the novella issues can come down to is that I don't think they are edited as well. I think they write it and they publish it. I'm talking about publishing houses here. Yeah. I think they ask their some of their best-selling authors to come up with some novellas and they just sort of toss it out there without much massaging. Yeah. Now, was this one meant to link into any existing series? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think any of them did, but I could be could be wrong. Yeah, I didn't think so. So again, either. I thought this was just published, so <laughs> I didn't I didn't look it up a lot. So. Um, um, Let's talk about the resolution because that was the last thing I think we have to criticize, and then I have two compliments to give. The sure. Book. So the yeah, I thought the resolution was was weak. I mean, basically, she lies to him, he fires her, and he's already fired other people who weren't really to blame. Yeah, and then he he basically just goes back on. He feels bad about it, and he hires them all back, basically. Well, just her and the one guy. Right. The people who weren't to blame. Right. So woo. It just it it was a little bit. It was it was a very quick wrap up of oh maybe I maybe my father was wrong to spend so much time I mean because we got the daddy issues worked in too it resolved mm. all his psychological daddy issues that as was well. it like the ending took like two seconds and this was where the fact that this shouldn't have been a novella yeah. struck me the most yes yeah 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 because it, it resolved all his lingering issues with his father it, maybe he's a workaholic and he should start spending more time with his family even though he doesn't really have a family but he will soon because he's gonna marry Rose obviously and obviously. Anyway, it resolution. Was, it's fine. Um, so, how was the sex, Meg? I, so for sex that I didn't psychologically, intellectually approve of, I thought it was actually very hot. They're in a pantry, and like they both just get carried away, and yeah. it was... She's like, help me put the spoons away. And he opens the door for her, and they go in, and then they're just in close proximity in the and dark. And get overwhelmed, and she's like, he's begging her to be his mistress, and she's like knows this is all a lie and is just so swept up in the moment and like Meg said I wasn't into the concept but it's very well written yeah it was really hot I I was unexpectedly into the sex yes I would agree with that the other thing I want to say is this was really Christmassy (laughs) I think it benefits from being set in America yes 20th century America because we have Christmas tradition. She's decorated the porch. Mm-hmm. There's a big tree. This is a Christmas dinner. She's in a red dress. Yeah. Like, this is all trying to save the jobs in time for Christmas. Yes. They get in their last big fight on Christmas Day. Yes. He proposes in the snow-covered park. Like, this... A lot of Christmas. It, she makes shortbread cookies while people watch. Very... It is it's very Christmas. I, I could definitely see this being a made-for-TV Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I could 100% see that, actually. Yes, and that's that's really what I need from the Christmas <laughs> element of these. So why? I so think, how many candy canes do you give it, Lane? I mean, am I doing this on a scale out of five? Yes. It's a four out of five. Nice. It's not quite perfect. Um, you know, there's not the fact that they fight on Christmas Day. Uh huh. 
Um, Not that they wake up on Christmas Day. Yeah. He still never gets a Christmas tree. Mm. Honestly, if he had gotten, he never has a Christmas tree. You guys, um, if he had gotten a Christmas tree and that had been resolved, this I, might have been five. He, out of five. he proposed to her like in front of his townhouse, which had the Christmas tree in the front picture window or something. And so they, the last shot would be was like him in front of it and him getting Christmas done in his house yes. to welcome her. Right, like that would have been a five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know. I, Joanna, if you're listening, we are willing to help you with your next Christmas novella. Yes. Oh, I'd be so good at this. I have seen enough made-for-TV Christmas movies and read enough romance novels that, like, if you, any, this is an open call. If you need help making your Christmas novella just, like, a smidge more Christmassy, more Christmassy, call Lane. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm willing. Right. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>